Open your mouth and begin to appreciate this God. Open your mouth wherever you are. Can we be on our feet, everybody? Just appreciate Him. Appreciate Him this morning. We are being changed. We are being changed by His blood. We are being changed by His love. Can you just lift those hands and just tell Him how grateful you are this morning? Father, we give you praise. My hallelujah belongs to you. Shout out, y'all. My hallelujah belongs to you. You know, through that pain, through that challenge, my hallelujah belongs to you. Now, it doesn't matter what the enemy has dealt to you. Just say, my hallelujah belongs to Why? Why do we give him all the glory? You deserve it. You deserve it, God. You You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Oh Jesus, you deserve it. Essence of days, you deserve it. Hey, you deserve. Just appreciate this God. Appreciate Him right now. Appreciate Him, the one that made you, the one that gave you life. Listen, the most important thing is life. Maybe you did not eat yesterday night. Maybe you still have challenges. You still have things you need to do that you have prayed about and they have not come to pass. And you are worried, you are bothered. You see, when your life is taken off, You can't even remember those things. Do you know that the Bible said that a living dog is better than a dead lion. That you can breathe. The greatest asset that you have. Some of you are worried that you have not married. You are not yet married. Some of you are worried that you've not yet built the house you want to build. Some of you are worried that, oh, you don't have a job yet. Some of you are worried, ah, I don't have children yet. Hear me this morning. The greatest asset you can ever have is life. When life is taken off you, it's over. It's over. So, when you wake up in the morning and you can still breathe, when you wake up in the morning, You move your hands and they can move. You move your legs and they can move. Just appreciate it. 
it's only the one that has life that have hope you only have hope when you have life when life is gone hope is gone it's over it's over here on earth yes we have hope in heaven but it's over here on earth if you have life give him praise this morning the bible said let everything that has breath everything that has breath praise god that is how important the breath is that it says let everything that has breath praise god can you praise him this morning? i'm alive because of you jesus The covenant keeping God. Yahweh, the covenant keeping God. Oh, Yahweh, covenant keeping God. You are. The land of the living. Yeah. Hey, the covenant keeping God. Yeah. Oh, Yahweh. Yeah. Covenant keeping God. Oh, Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah. Covenant keeping God. Oh, Yahweh. You are a covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. You never leave. You don't forsake it. You walk beside me. That is all that the sun will not smite me by the death. Hey, the moon, it will, it will not harm me. Hey. And that is all that 
that matters. You are covenant keeping. You are covenant keeping God. You are covenant keeping God. The one who protects me, the one who held me. You are covenant keeping God. Father, we thank you. Somebody just begin to worship God. Can you sing a new song to God this morning? A song, just compose a song from the from your trials, from how God has preserved you, from how God has saved you. Just sing a new song. Sing a new song to him. Sing a new song to him. This God want to hear your voice. God want to hear your voice. He want to hear you sing to him this morning. Tell him something beautiful. Tell him something great. Say something good to God this morning. I worship you, Jesus. I worship. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, hey. you are Lord and Maris. Oh, hey. you are Lord and Maris. Hey. Oh, hey. He's all that Maris. I'll put you in front In front of my melody You are all that matters <laughs> You are all in my Hey, I'll make room for two. Hey, you and I, Jesus. You are all in my You are all in I'll put you in front. I'll put you in front. In front of my melody. In front of my destiny, I'll make room for two. I'll make room for two. Hey, you and I, Jesus. Hey, you are all that matters. You are all that Oh, 
divine presence till this morning let your power fill this place and the rooms and the environment of my listeners online right now let the power of God just fill their environment and Lord as your word come this morning it will drop on a fertile soul let their heart be watered to receive the word and as the word coming it will not just be theory but it will give them instructions it will show them what to do they receive insight they receive instructions they receive ideas holy spirit begin to speak to everyone according to their need that today every need in this house every need online every need is met people hear this word and it changed their life. Right now, I come against every forces of darkness that will want to limit the effect of the word of God. Every force of darkness that will want to interfere with the movement and the interference and the flow, free flow of the word of God. I come against you now, forces of darkness. The Bible said, when I resist you, you will fl- you go away. So I come against you by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. And I declare that you get off the vicinities of those listening to me right now. That the power of God, the angels of God attend to them. The Holy Spirit has filled their environment. Thank you, Lord. Speak through me this morning and let only your word come, not my words. Use my mind, use my intellect, use my voice, use my gestures, everything about me. Let it become an instrument in your hands. That I download the thoughts of heaven. And I transmit it to your people without any adulteration in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Please be seated. Hallelujah. I, I want to thank every one of you, those online. I just want to thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful service today. It's a beautiful service. Uh, in fact, I, I, I will call it an encouragement service. Tell somebody, God want to encourage you this morning. <laughs> you know, we're in a time so many things are happening and people are losing faith. When a time so many things are happening, somebody here you have prayed and your prayers, you haven't seen the result yet. And you're asking, when shall this situation change? When will it be different for me? This message is for you this morning. Somebody, you are facing a very tough time. You are in a situation that you don't know what to do. You don't know what next, what the, what's the next step to take. This message is for you. Someone, you've just lost something that is so dear to you. Something you've kept for too long. Money, investment, something. I have an encouraging word for you this morning. The God that restores is still the same God. He has not changed. He said, I will restore all the years that the canker worm and the caterpillars have eaten. 
every pest, everything that has interfered into your life, something has happened to you and it's like there is a shift. You can't even concentrate. Things are just not going the way they went before. I have a word for you this morning. God is about to change your story. God will show you that he is God. And you, let me tell you. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they were so excited. They were happy. How God, the wonders that God did in Egypt. Ten plagues. God mesmerized the Egyptians. And Pharaoh said, please let them go. But you see, one thing, I, one thing that is common about the devil is that he doesn't give up. He keeps trying. But you know why God will allow the devil keep doing what he's doing? It's because God wants to show that he's God. It was Pharaoh that told them to go. The same Pharaoh said, how can I just let these people go like this? He said, guys, we need to chase them. So, imagine that the joy of the children of Israel was short-lived. After they were celebrating that they had been free for so many years of bondage, suddenly, the Red Sea situation comes. Somebody listening to me, you, you, something beautiful just happened to you not a while ago. You were so happy and you were so excited about you know, the event and how God came through for you. And then, it's just a few months from that time, and you are facing another danger. In fact, it's like this one, you don't even know how to come up. And you are telling yourself, oh my God. I thought I was free. I thought it was over. I just want to tell you the characteristics of the devil. He never gives up. He always keeps trying. But I have a good news for you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. And that is all that matters. He will not leave you. He won't forsake you. He walked beside you. And that is all that matters. Listen, whatever the devil is trying, he will not leave you. Jesus will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He walked beside you. And that is all that matters. Listen. When you are in that trouble, when you are in that trial, when you are in that time, if you only can know that God is with you, 
If only you can know that God is with you. Practice his presence. Because through those trials, through look at, see, the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, the Bible said that God went with them. How? The cloud of fire and the cloud of smoke. It was with them. It was in their front. It was in their back. So through those trials, through those temptations, one thing is sure, he will not leave you. If there is any other thing, if there is any other thing you can be sure of, he will not leave you. Not forsake you. He will be saved. And that is all that matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. That God is with me. That is what I've come to declare today. Nothing else matters. He's with me. Through this time and through these trials, through this time, challenging time of my life, He's with me. Men may forsake me. Man may betray me. They may even hate me. But God is my helper. Covenant keeping God Hallelujah. You know, some of us will say, God, can, can't you just pull me out of this? You know, like the children of Israel, there was actually a shortcut. There was actually a way out very fast for them to get to the promised land. The Bible said it was just going to take them three days, I think. But the Bible said that, okay, there was a shorter route. That's what the Bible said. It said there was a shorter route. But God will not lead them through that way. If this is God. Exodus 13. Exodus 13. Somebody's wondering, why am I still in this? Look at my friends. My friends have gone... You know, one thing you should never do is to compare yourself with anyone. Yeah. One thing you should never do is to look at anybody. Because when you do, you lose sight of what God is doing in your own life. Yeah. When you start comparing yourself with other people, you become ungrateful with the journey that God has dealt with you. 
If you watch, anytime you compare yourself with other people, the, the emotion that comes to you is negative emotions. You either become angry, you become downcasted, you become depressed, or you try to hate on the others that you think that are prospering, or you try to find reasons why they are prospering and you're not prospering. One secret of life close your eyes to whatever whatever is happening in another person's life and focus on your journey with God anytime you start looking at what the Bible said they compare themselves with themselves because they are foolish they are not wise it's only foolishness when you start comparing you, yourself with another person you are not considering your own journey You have a journey with God. God is opening up things in your life. Stay with God. Look at it. Exodus chapter 13. If you look at verse 17. Verse 17. He said, Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Okay, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. When Pharaoh had that God did not lead them. Who? God. God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps these people change their mind when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led them, led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks. Now, is it that, are you saying that God did not know that there was a Red Sea? Now, are you saying that God did not know that that challenge you are going through now that you will face it? Because it was God that led them through the valley of the Red Sea, the wilderness of the Red Sea. It was God that led them through the wilderness of the Red Sea. God. So when you face any trial, when you face any situation, just know God is with me. The greatest thing you must know is that God is with me. Listen, if you're going to walk with God, patience is the greatest virtue you have. It's the greatest... In fact, I consider it one one of the most important fruit of the Spirit. Patience. Many for lack of patience have gone out because they want it fast. You see a lot of things happening today in, in the church of Jesus Christ. A lot of times, some ministers start very well. So people you see doing some of this abracadabra out there, they started very well. A lot of them. Now, but the church probably wasn't growing the way they wanted the church to grow. They looked around them. Other churches are having numbers. Thousands. And they are probably with 10, 15 people. And they are saying, how long can this continue? They have done the fasting. Eh? They have gone to the mountain. They have prayed. They have sowed the seeds. Everything they told them to do, they have done. 
and maybe just two, three people just got added to the church. And they begin to ask themselves, how long am I going to continue in this thing? And the next thing, and then they, they go to a friend whose church is doing so well. They say, now, nah, how are you people doing this thing? They say, are you, you, are, you, are, you are just very stupid. Come, let's show you. Say, come. You, are, you, are, you think the way you are playing this game is how you are going to get there. Come, let's bring you up to how to play this game. And then, the next Sunday, the person comes. After he has gone to, to, to get Odishi and get cooked. When he comes, he does like this. And everybody's falling. And everybody's falling. Oh boy. The people that were that in the church went out and said, Oh boy, if you see what happened for our church last Sunday, oh Jesus. Give him two Sundays. They will change venue. And immediately he say, Look, we're going to the next value. Everybody so seed. Clean your accounts. See people clearing their accounts. Now, did this person didn't didn't they start well? They started well. But what happened along the way? The patience, the fruit of patience was not there. Now, this, I just gave an example in the church. It's the same thing in your business. It's the same thing with your family. Do you know that a lot of marriages today are going to be in a big trouble? You know why? Now, probably they got married and the, the child wasn't coming. And most, most times women, either because of the pressure of mother-in-law and all that, they start going around. They go to this prophet today. They go to that prophet tomorrow. And before you know, they get pregnant. And then they come. After giving birth to the baby. And then one day, they forget that one day there will, there will be an opportunity to travel abroad. And when you want to travel, they say they are going to do DNA test. Or they begin to check blood group. And then the blood group of your, or even, or not even blood groups, they even check uh, uh, genotype. And they find out that there is, you are AA, your wife is AA. And suddenly there was one AS inside the family. Where did the S fly from? Wahala have started. You see, whatever the devil gives you, it's not complete. And what is the cause of these things? Impatience. When people are not patient to wait on God for God to do it, they get desperate and they take decisions that take them outside the plan of God. And you know what? You always pay for it. Always pay for it. Except you repent early and seek the mercy of God. You know when this whole thing of children in families that, that, that don't belong to the husband and all that came up, somebody was asking that, please, oh, you know, before I got married, I I slept with my ex. Now, I don't know whether my first son is my ex or my husband's own. How do I find out? 
What if I find out? If it's not, what do I do? Was it not said? Listen. There's still grace. All you need to do is to repent and seek the mercy of God. God is going to handle it. But what I'm telling you is that what takes us into these things are impatient. So your business, the same thing, you have a business and the business is not growing. Just seek God for an idea. Ask God for an idea and be patient. If you try to go out and do it the other way, all right, it will not last. You will have that money, but with sorrow. The Bible said that the prosperity that God gives is prosperity without sorrow. I always say it. I said, Lord, I want prosperity without sorrow. I've seen a lot of people who have prosperity, but filled with sorrow. Filled with sorrow. I want prosperity without sorrow. And that is what all of us should desire. A prosperity that is not with sorrow. Now, the children of Israel went out rejoicing and suddenly and you know what God was protecting them you see God was always with them the cloud of fire the cloud of smoke and the angels the angels were with them and then they faced the Red Sea they got to the place of the Red Sea The Egyptians were behind them. The mountains were just on the other side. And they don't know what to do. And then the next thing they did was what? Complain. They started complaining. They started complaining. Fear came in. They started regretting. Moses, why did you bring us up? You would have left us. Is is it that there was no grave in Egypt for us to be buried? Can you imagine? Grave was the important important thing. Is is there there no grave in Egypt for us to be buried in Egypt? Why did you have to bring us out to die here? And let our carcasses, and let our, 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 our bodies be scattered in the wilderness. And look at Moses' response. He said, well, do not be afraid. Only believe in the Lord your God. Let's read it. Moses told them, do not what? Be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 14 verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt... Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you? So they were telling Moses, didn't we tell you? We told you, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Leave us in our place of slavery. But you told us that God is going to bring us out. There is something new for us and now we have come out. Look at what is happening. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And look at Moses' response to them. This is where I come into. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. 
For the Egyptians you whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. He said, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So when you get to that point, when you get to that point, stand still and know that he is God. There's no need to fear. The battle is not yours. The battle is stand still and know that he is God. There's no need to fear. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. When you come to that point, stand still. Don't be afraid. Know that he is God. The battle is not yours. The battle is God's. He will deliver you and you will know it. Hallelujah. He will deliver you and you will know it. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know, one thing that God wants to do is that he wants to show your enemies that he is the most high God. He wants to show that trouble, that thing that trouble you, that he is God. If you read 14 verse 4, that's what God told them. Verse 4 of chapter 14. He said, then I will...
But you know what? You can never lose anything. I want to speak to somebody that have lost something in their life. Something was stolen from you. Something was taken away from you. Okay? Listen. It's not missing. That thing was stolen on the earth, ma. She is on this earth that they stole it. It's not in heaven. They took your money away. They took something away from you on this earth. What I'm telling you now is that that thing they stole from you is still on the earth. Abby? The only thing that it just moved away from your hand, eh? And was in, is in another person's hand. But where is it? It's still on the earth, Abby. Is it still on the earth? I, I need a response. Is it still on the earth? If it's still on the earth, eh? The, who owns the universe? The Bible said that the cattle and the thousand hills belong to him. The earth and the fullness thereof is of God. Now, if God owns the universe, what you need to do is to make sure you're saying the right things. Keep speaking the right things. You see that thing that was taken away from your hand? Eh? It's coming back. And you know, when it's coming back, it's not coming back in the way it came. It will come back, <laughs> press down, shaking together, running over. It's coming back. The Bible said, David did not just restore. He restored all. He recovered all. The Bible said, when a thief is caught, what does he do? He pays seven times. There is sevenfold blessing coming to somebody this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that has been stolen from you, anything that has been stolen from you, it's not lost. It's not missing. It just left your hand for a moment. I want you to see that, oh, this thing just left me temporarily. It's coming back in a large form. Are you hearing me now? Now, what I'm telling you, there are super, super natural things, powerful things. God just opened my eyes. I think it was yesterday. I was just, God just opened my eyes and said, listen, it, nothing can leave you. As far as that thing is on the earth. Anybody that stole anything from you, as far as that thing is on the earth, God has a way. Of that, haven't you seen that? Why did God say that riches that have gotten through, uh, 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 what is it now? Dubious means they'll do what? They fly away. Where are they flying to? They are flying back to the people that you took it for. Riches that are gotten. That is why I, my, my, my advice for everybody is stay patiently and allow God to give you idea. Grow your money. Don't, be, don't go for quick wealth because it flies away. Either you will become very sick and you have to pay it through the hospital or some terrible things will happen and you also lose the same money. It flies away and it goes back to those people that you took it from. So I want to encourage anyone that have lost anything in your life right now. Something was taken away from you. It's not lost. It just left you temporarily. It's coming back. 
it's coming back. Those people that took it away by force. And that is why the Bible said, don't resist. He said, don't resist an evil one. Is that not what he says? He said, don't resist an evil one. If somebody wants your cloak, give him. If somebody slap you on the other cheek, give him. Why is he saying don't resist? Don't, don't resist. Because you can't lose anything. Tell somebody I cannot lose. As far as you are connected to God, you cannot lose anything. Anything that is taken from you by force, it's not gone. It's on the earth. What you need to do, immediately you lose, immediately that thing is taken away from you. Keep declaring it. I have not lost it. As far as he's still on this earth, the one that controls the universe, the one that controls the earth, will find a way to bring it back to you in hundredfold. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is how it works. That thing will come back to you. But what do you need to do in this time? What do you need to do? You need to what? Speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to what? Speak the right word. Speak the right word. Don't ever be caught saying the wrong things. What are the right things you're going to say? Declare it. I am rich. Declare it. I cannot lose anything. Because I belong to God. Everything that is taken from me only left my hand temporarily. It's coming back in hundredfold. The one that owns the universe knows how to bring it back to me. If you lost the child, you did not lose it. It's coming back. It just left you temporarily. It's coming back to you. Not just as in better. Press down, shaking together, running over. It's coming back to you. Beyond all you can ever imagine. It's coming back to you. So what should your attitude be? Words. Look at, look at what happened. Look at what happened. In verse 15 of um, Exodus chapter 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Some of you are crying. And God is saying, Why are you crying? Some of you, you have, because of the situation you face, you are crying, you are worried, you are depressed. And God is asking you a question. Why are you depressed? Eh? Why are you depressed? Eh? God is asking you, why are you depressed? Why are you worried? Eh? Hallelujah. Why are you worried? He said, dude, stop crying. Stop crying to me. He said, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Hey! There is red sea before you and God is saying intuitive. Go forward. There is red sea. You are saying go forward. What God is saying is that don't dwell in the past. Not going back. I'm moving ahead here to declare to you my past is over in you or things I made you surrendered my life I'm moving 
moving forward. I'm moving forward. That's what God told the children of Israel. He said, Moses, why are you crying? You lost it. Why are you crying? They stole it from you. Why are you crying? You are in that situation. Why are you crying? See, what the devil wants you to do is to keep you there. What the devil wants to do is to keep you in the place of mourning. Because he knows that when you keep mourning, you cannot move forward. The devil wants to keep you regretting. Keep you ruminating. Thinking about the past. Thinking about how you made the mistakes. Thinking about what you did not do. Thinking about, oh, if you had done it well. Oh, if you had made some changes, it would have been better. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to keep you there. He wants to keep you in your yesterday. He wants to keep you in your yesterday. But it's time for you to declare, I am not going to stay in my yesterday. I'm moving forward. I'm not staying in my yesterday. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I want to prophesy to you this morning. You are moving forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that has kept you in your yesterday is broken now. Every tie you have to your yesterday, every tie you have to your mistakes, every tie you have to the things you did in the past is broken now. It's broken now. Divorced. You have divorced everything. Every connection. Every connection. Every tie to your past. Every tie to the things you lost. Every tie to the things you, 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 you the mistakes you made in the past is broken. It's broken. It's broken. You move forward now. Somebody stand up and take a step forward. Just take a step forward. I'm moving forward prophetically. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Hey, I'm moving forward. I'm moving away from everything that held me in the past. I'm moving away from everything that has held me in the past. I'm moving away from every bondage. Everything that has held me in the past. I move forward. I do not remember my past. I do not think about my mistakes. I do not think about the things they stole from me. I move forward. I move forward. I move forward. I move forward. In the name of Jesus. Because there is a plan for me. The Bible said, I know the plan that I have for you. Plan of good and not of evil. To do what? To give you an expected end. What is the, what is the expected end? Is in, the, is in your yesterday. Expectation is what? Is in your before. Expectation of what? Is in your forward. Is in your moving forward. Listen to me. I don't know how many of you, you know, I have ever caught swing. You know those kind of swing? The swing that keep coming. So you catch this one. And then the next one comes. What do you do? You catch the next one. But you see, if you refuse to leave the old one, what happened? You can't catch the one coming. Some of you have been in the place where you are because you have held on to the old. You have held on to the old. And you are saying, no. I won't let go. And you know what? You can't catch the new. Until you let go of the old so that you can catch the new. Something new is happening to you. Something new is coming your way. In the name of Jesus. And it's not compared to what you had before. It's pressed down. Shaking together. And rolling over. That thing is coming. And you need to let go of what you are holding down. And you need to catch what is appearing. Can we see that now? Hallelujah. That was what God told the children of Israel. That was what God told them. He said, Moses, why are you crying? Some of you today, stop crying. Move forward. 
Have you thought about David? That had a, that committed adultery and had a baby. And he was mourning because the baby was sick. Mourning because the baby was sick. He did not eat. He wore her clothes because the baby was sick. Can you imagine that when the lamb came to tell David that the baby is dead? Did you just get that? Now, you can, maybe you are fighting for that thing. Oh, you tried everything, you can. At that point in time, you were worried. Oh, God, God. But immediately they told David that the baby was dead. Immediately, they have established that there was death. David stood up, went to the bathroom, had his bath, put on a very nice perfume, wore his best clothes, and came out. And the Bible said that all his servants were amazed. They started asking him, how come when the baby was sick, you were crying? And now that the baby is dead, that you're supposed to now, you know, even just kill yourself. Now that the, do you understand my point? Now you've lost the baby. You're supposed to not even kill yourself and say, oh God, I'm fat, I'm dead, I'm dead. You now stood up, wore your clothes, dressed up, put on a nice perfume, and you're going out, and you're smiling. Something is wrong with this man. See, supernatural men are not like the ordinary men. They do things that don't make sense. And that's why you have to be supernatural. You are a child of God. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. You carry the spirit of God. You're not a natural man. So don't act like the natural people will do. The pastors of the Bible say we should not mourn like them that don't have no hope. The ones that have no hope, they think that is all they have. If you've lost anything, that's not all you have, my dear. Something new is on the way. Because you're, you see, you are so tied to the old that you're not seeing the new. There's something beautiful coming to you. Something massive is coming your way. Something beyond your mind. Beyond your widest dream. There is a plan for you. That plan is of good. That plan is not of evil. There is a plan for you. That plan is of good. That plan is not of evil. God will give you an expected end. Something beautiful is coming. Something massive is coming. The Bible said it has not even entered the heart of men what God had for you. The plan of God for you has not even entered the heart of men. Your imagination. The Bible said he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever think or imagine. Your imagination has not even conceived it yet. What God has for you. So why do you want to cry over a spilled milk? Why do you want to stay in a place of your past, of your lost? It's time to move on. God told Moses, why are you crying to me? Move forward. Let's read it again. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. And I told him, this is what you're going to do. Now, this is the area we need to master. I'm just going to say this in a few minutes and then we'll go because our time is up. He said, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go dry on dry ground through the midst of the sea. What did he say? Lift up what? Your rod. So what is the rod now? The rod is your word. Are you hearing me? Hear me very well. That rod that Moses lifted, what that rod represents is your word. 
Your word over that issue is what determines what happened next. Are you hearing me? What you are saying over that matter is what determines what happened next. If you declare that your life is gone, oh, I am finished. That is what happens. So, when you are in crisis, the greatest thing you should be careful, your greatest weapon is your word. You can come out of any crisis if you know how to use the right word. Are you hearing me now? This thing I'm telling you is very important. Very, very key. It's the difference between success and failure. Your words. The Bible says by your words you are justified. And by your words you are what? You are condemned. He said, the, he said there is power in what? In our spoken word. He said the power of life and death is in the tongue. They that love it, what? We eat the food thereof. So, your word is your wand over every situation. Are you hearing me now? You know when people use, they say wand. Your magical wand. How to control everything is your word. What are you saying? Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? What are you saying? Whatever you say is what you will see. Because at that point, your emotions are really high. What are you saying? When I have those kind of situations, you know what I say? I declare the goodness of God over my life. When I have a situation of Red Sea, a situation of something I've lost or something, I begin to speak the word of God. I say, no, 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 this is not by end. I do not lose these things. I cannot lose anything because I'm a spiritual being. I cannot lose anything in my life. Everything, I, everything that is seemingly lost has found their way back to me in hundredfold. As far as it's on the earth, I cannot lose it. It's coming back to me. Do you know what? You see, immediately you begin to say those words, even your emotions begin to change. You are no longer held back. But if you begin to cry and say you are, you will stay indoors. You will be depressed. Everything will be broken. You cannot move on. And that is why at this point in time, when you face those trials, when you face those trials, be careful the people around you. Be careful the people you, you, you confide in. Because you will tell some people, they will start crying. And they will start, once they start crying, you say, will start crying. And then, you will not enter into the, into the depression. You know, I have a friend that lost his wife. And he moved on quickly. And some of us, even me, I was like, ah. So one day I had a chat with him. I said, ah, bros, you just move on. He said, look, I've learned that it's gone. And I have to move on. It doesn't make, it doesn't look, uh, you know, in our, in our time, they will say, ah, nine kilo. I think just move on like this. Something is wrong with this guy. People begin to insinuate all kind of things. But if you look at it spiritually, that was what David did. Is that not what David did? After he lost his baby, he just moved on. He didn't, he didn't sit down and start crying. He didn't sit down and start mourning. 
He just carried his listen and move on. It doesn't make sense. Is it that he doesn't think about it? Listen, let me also tell you the battle that happens when you lose something. Even when you move on, the thought still comes. But when the thought comes, what do you do? You attack it with the word of God. You replace it with the word of God. You just declare who you are in Christ Jesus. You declare that all things have moved on for you. You declare that things are coming for you. Immediately you do that, what happened? It flips your emotion. You see, the devil wants to keep you unhappy. The devil wants to keep you depressed. That's the target of the devil. You must disappoint the devil. Somebody say, I disappoint the devil. I want to disappoint the devil. Are you hearing me? I want to disappoint the devil. And listen, the way to open doors for supernatural is for you to be happy. God wants you to be happy. And that is why look at the Bible. The Bible says rejoice forevermore. For what? This is the plan of God. He said in all things what? Give thanks. In what? In all things. He didn't say in some things. Even when you just lost over 20 million. Even when you just lost whatever it is that you lost. And God is saying give thanks. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But that is spiritual. He says spiritual things don't make sense. But they are powerful. When you obey spiritual laws, you are above the natural. You begin to operate in another level, in another dimension that is beyond the physical dimension. Gravity cannot hold you down again. Something beyond gravity is the level you are operating. Some of us need to enter into that realm where nothing stops us, nothing takes our joy. No matter what we face, we move forward. No matter the challenge, we move forward. That is what God told the children of Israel. Move forward. Stop crying. Stop mourning. Stop being depressed. Move forward. Move forward. There is something ahead. What is ahead of you is greater than what you have lost. What is ahead of you is greater than what you have lost. What is ahead of you is greater than the one that has... Do you know that a lot of ladies have remained in depression because they... Somebody... Somebody... A guy jilted them. A lot of ladies have remained in depression because somebody said, I don't love you anymore. Ah, ah. Do you know how many billions of men on this earth? And one person said, I don't love you anymore and you are crying. I haven't heard that a guy went to commit suicide. I haven't heard that yeah, I've also had a lady that committed suicide. Because the boyfriend said, I don't want to marry you again. If anybody tell you I don't want to marry you again, you say bad readings to bad rubbish. Hey, raise up your face and say, Oh, something better is coming. Ah, a more handsome man is coming my way. Thank you, Jesus, for letting this one go. You have seen the future. You have decided to let this one go so that the one the future will come. You have decided to let this one go so that something beautiful will come to me. Hallelujah. It's time for you not to ever let anything stop you. Don't let anything stop you. You know, somebody on Twitter one day said, was asking people to defy feminism. Uh, this feminist uh, uh, group. Somebody, uh, then the one, somebody defined it and said, is um, people who have lost their, their uh, 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 men by their decisions and because of that, they are bitter and they are trying, they hate all men and they are trying to make other women lose their own husbands too. 
And you know, the, I'm telling you, and check all of them. Check all of them. They had terrible issues in their marriage. Either they, they, either they, they made mistakes or they were treated they, or they were abused or they had something. And because they couldn't deal with the abuse, they couldn't deal with the situation, it now turned into, a, into hatred. Do you understand? They turned into hatred and they hate men. And they want to de- make sure that other women who are living peacefully in their homes destroy their own homes and join them in the queue. You know, you do know that kind of mentality. When I lost it, I said, hey, all women must lose their own husband. Because of that, you go and be poisoning women's hearts. Telling women, why would a man treat you? Oh, why should you be cooking for your, for your, for your husband? Why should you wash today for your husband? Eh? Why should you? You are a modern, a modern woman like you. Why should you do that? You are equal. Why are you 21st century woman? You are cooking for your husband. And then, some, some very funny women in social media. And they, you know the funny thing? One day, me and my wife, we were watching one lady doing the feminist. She came out and said, please, I'm tired. I don't want to do this feminist again. I said, I'm tired. I, I'm not, I don't want to be macho woman, macho woman, macho woman. Every day I'm doing macho, I'm doing macho, I'm tired. I want a man, I want somebody to take care of me. <laughs> you know what I said? I said, do you know the thousands of women that have believed this lady and have gone to wreck their own home not knowing that she was coming from a place of bitterness not knowing that she was coming from a place of woundedness that she did not deal with that she did not handle she did not allow grace and because of that she became bittered she became disgruntled and then she has gone around destroying homes and a lot of people have bought into all those ideas you know it's very crazy a lot of young people who are always on social media and listening to these things and they're looking at their parents they're looking at their mom and they're saying their, young, their mom doesn't have brain what is the problem they did not deal with this situation the Red Sea situation that they had they went into complaint they went into regret and because of that Because they didn't move forward. They didn't move forward. They stayed there. And they have now become a cancer in the system. They are now eating up the system, destroying other organs, destroying other people. That's what cancer does. It begins to get spread and destroy all the other organs. That's exactly what's happening to a lot of people. You need to move forward. Are you hearing me? You need to move forward. Don't let that event that happened define you. Don't let that event that happened keep you there. A guy said he's not going to marry you again. It's okay. Thank God for deliverance. God delivered you from that wicked person. There is something new. It's not designed. It's not God designed for you. You must understand. You see, anytime you try to force anything, you enter out of God's will. Are you hearing me? Anytime you f- try to force anything, when see the things that God provides are not forced. One way you will know that something is not God is when you are trying to force on it. Because what everything that God gives you, it happens. It's not that there won't be challenges. So. If it's just ordinary challenges, you will pray and stay, be patient, and you overcome them. But you see, anytime you are trying to by cunning, 
You know how many women use trick to marry? How many men too use trick to marry? Listen, marriage must be what? Must be mutual. If you're a man and you want to marry a girl and the girl has been telling you no, 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 no. And you are doing everything. She's still saying no, 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 no. And there's this mentality that you have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing until she agrees. You are destroying your life. If you keep pushing, pushing, pushing that woman and then she finally agrees, you are a slave. Because tomorrow, if anything happens, she said, I did not even agree with you before. You kept forcing me and you manipulated me to marry you. Anything that you have to violate people's will to get it is not of God. People must be willing. Even God himself does not violate our will. It's only demonic. It's witchcraft. Any man who keeps chasing a woman and the woman is saying no, 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 no. And you keep trying all kind of things to get her. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Because you are manipulating your way into her life. It had to be willing. It had to be mutual. If I say I love you, you say you love me too. That's the way it works. If I say I love you and you say you don't love me. And I keep buying you gifts, manipulating you, do all kind of things, call all the people that know you to go and talk to you. And when they finish, 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 and somehow, I now confuse you because you are everywhere. I can't see road again. Exactly. You are everywhere. I cannot see road again because of that. I now succumb to your manipulation and to your agreement. You have violated my will because I don't like you in the first place. You now made me like you. That's why a lot of marriages break. They don't last. But imagine, just imagine that when I come to you now and I say, oh, I, I really like you. And you look and you just smile. I've been waiting for you since. Because I've been watching you since I so much like you. What is happening there? Oh, Barry, it has finished. Immediately, you see, can see that the love will flow. Mutual love. Those kind of people don't separate. But if one have to do all kind of, and even ladies to do this, they will go and position themselves. And then the next thing, they will either seduce the man to answer to them and carry belly, and they say, I don't carry belly for you. We must marry. Ah. Ah. You are gone. You are gone. This man will always regret all his life why he married you. Why? Because you manipulated him into marrying you. He probably had somebody else he liked and he wanted to marry. But he could not do anything again because you already got pregnant for him. You have manipulated him into marrying you. And all his life he's going to regret ever having anything to do with you. He will hate his children. He will hate everything because of your manipulation. You have just destroyed somebody's life and your own life too because you can't be happy. How can you live in a home with a man that is not happy with you? Anything that is gotten by violating people's will is not of God. It's demonic. It's witchcraft. Don't violate anybody's will. Anyone, that's what the Bible said. He said, when you go, look at what the Bible said now. He told the disciple, when he sent out the disciple, what did he say? He said, when you go to anybody and they didn't accept you, what do you do? Don't steal food and go. 
coming through life is not forced. Any true life is not forced. These days, people do all kind of trick even to get members to their church. All kinds of manipulation to get members to their church. Do you know, I was discussing with my wife recently. What a lot of people are doing now is, when most, when, the most churches are no more preaching the gospel. It's number, number, gospel. That's what I'm preaching now. We are chasing for numbers. How many people do you have? What is your number? What is the size of your church? By the size of your church. And then some people are also looking, what are the people in your church? What is their income status? So some people now do a way to go and get the high income earners. Targets. You know, it's market, everything is market strategy now. Even in church, it's not market strategy. Target, you know, you target audience. You focus on the target. The people that know that they have enough. And when they give their tithes, just one tithe, the account of your church will, will shake. So you target them. You target them. Is that gospel? Is that the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that the gospel that Jesus Christ died for? Is that what Jesus Christ paid with his blood for? We have missed it. And that's why there's no more power in the church. Can't you see? How many miracles do you see in churches today? Real miracles. Power has gone because we have focused on other things. Most people you hear even telling stories, stories of miracles. They are talking about miracles that happened when they started, when they were still on fire. When they were still sincere. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that's the miracle they're talking about. Why is it no more happening again? Power has gone off the church because the church has now focused on what? On material things. All the church strategy is on how to make more money, how to put your signboard on billboards, how to do this, how to do that. Not sincerity in chasing the gospel. What I'm telling us today is that we need to focus. I've not come with enticing words of men wisdom. Into something massive. Into something I am disadvantaged. I have all I need. I have more than enough. I abound unto charitable donation. I do great things for Jesus. Nothing can stop me. Poverty have no line in my life. I prosper beyond limits. Doors are open for me. Open your mouth, begin to declare. I am not sick. I am healthy. I live in divine health. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of God over your life. Thank you, Jesus. As Moses lifted the rod over the sea and the and the seed parted i leave the word this morning that you prosper in the name of jesus christ i leave the word of god over you this morning that you are healthy in the name of jesus christ you live in divine health i leave the word of god over you this morning that that situation will not destroy you but god through that crisis has multiplied your life that god through that crisis have opened doors of supernatural he said, all things have worked together for your good. Even the situation you are going through now has worked together for your good. In the name of Jesus, 
the situation you are going through now will not destroy you. It will open you up to something massive, something new, something glorious that God has been preparing for you before the foundation of the earth. You will not struggle. You will not struggle in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, Lord. We give you praise for your hand upon us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.